With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at LA Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our LA Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Mark from Rams Up here. I have my recap of the Rams Raiders game. Doing things backwards tonight. Probably be doing this more often, trying to get our content to you as quickly as possible. Video on the YouTube channel, audio on the podcast. Coming up next, a recap of the Raider game. The good and bad from the Rams' perspective as they prepare for the 2023 season. Lots of good stuff. Score wasn't what we hoped, but there were some positive things to take away from this football game. Hey everybody, Mark from Rams Up here, coming at you with my recap of the Rams-Raiders preseason game and the score you're seeing there. It's not a typo. You're not looking at a recap of last week's game. Same score as last week. Rams fall 34-17 this time to the Raiders. And as disappointing as that is, I feel a lot better about this 17-point loss than I did about last week's loss. Rams basically played their number twos against the Raider number ones for the first couple of series on both sides of the ball. 
and that made it really challenging for our guys. Rams made some plays, at least for a while. I felt like against the Chargers, they were really scratching and clawing just to hang into, the, hang into that game. And in this game, they made some plays, especially in the first half, uh, and then um, kind of got away from them late in the first half, early in the second half. And a lot of that was because, well, the Raiders' second and third stringers may have been in by then, mostly second stringers, I think. But their third-string quarterback might be the third-best quarterback in the AFC West. And I'm sort of kind of kidding, but you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Justin Herbert, and then, dare I say, Aiden O'Connell will eventually get there. Guy's really talented, and that makes it tough for our young guys, extremely young 11 guys on defense out there trying to slow down Aiden O'Connell and and the Raiders. But it is what it is. Disappointed with the final score, but there were a lot of good things that I saw in this game. First thing I want to do is review the things that I said in my preview of the game, the things I was hoping to see from our Rams. And one of those was give me some more Zach Evans and, you know, in hindsight, Ronnie Rivers is making a a really strong push for the number three spot in this running back room. Actually, I think he may have already run it. He looks really good. I still want to see what Zach Evans can do. I, he, I wanted him to get involved in the passing game. He had one reception, I think it was. Not really a lot of space for him, though. So uh, I think it's a battle between him and Royce Freeman for that final spot in the running back room for running backs. I think, well, my money's on Zach Evans at this point. I know Royce Freeman is a good guy to have on your side in those short yardage situations. And we saw him make one play, uh, just plow through a defender for an extra three yards. So there is that. Zach Evans is not that type of running back, but big upside. I just want to see him get more carries. Still want to see him get more carries but I understand them going to Ronnie Rivers. They wanted more of a look at Ronnie Rivers as well. I wanted Tanner Brown to hit a 40-plus yard field goal. Didn't really have the opportunity, but he looked solid other than that. Jake Moody, their 49ers third-round pick, missed a point after the same night. So Tanner Brown still looking a little bit better than Jake Moody, in my opinion. I wanted the Rams to seal the edge against the run, and they did a good job with that. Uh, they did better overall in the running game. Passing defense was the problem, but Raiders are, are a different animal than the Chargers, right, at least on this night. But they did seal the edge better, didn't give up any big runs uh, off the edge, and some guys made some good plays out there. Um what else? I wanted to see an early pass rush, but when I made that call, I was hoping it would be Byron Young and Nick Hampton, and good news is Byron Young didn't play, and why is that good news? The Rams, I guess, have seen enough of him in camp, thinking that he's ready to go, and he's a starter, apparently. Michael Hoyt's still playing a lot, so I think Byron Young is our number one edge rusher at this point. I'm guessing that number two guy Maybe a little bit up for grabs. Michael Hoyt would be my guess. Nick Hampton has shown a little bit. Uh, Zach Van Valkenburg, could he be the guy? We'll have to see. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis still dinged up and not playing. 
I identified I identified some bonus things I wanted to see. I wanted to see Stetson Bennett play the whole game. No matter where you live, work, or play in Miami-Dade County, your daily actions impact the marine wildlife and water quality of Biscayne Bay. We've done some serious damage to our fresh water supply and coastlines as our county has grown. Pet waste, fertilizer, and litter all get washed into storm drains, canals, and waterways, which eventually feed into the bay. It's all connected, and so are you. Learn more about how you can be Biscayne Bay friendly at miamidade.gov slash Biscayne Bay. And we almost did. Now, I see a lot of things I like with Stetson, but he just needs more time, more snaps. That late inter- that interception he threw uh, late in the first half. Hey, it may have been Tyler Johnson's fault. Who knows? Uh, well, the coaching staff knows, but they're not going to tell, right? Still, um, he looks a little hesitant at times, holds on to the ball, gets rid of the ball late a little bit. But I still like what I see. Uh, he just needs more snaps. I want to see more Stetson Bennett moving forward. And, hey, I was being a little greedy saying I wanted to see him play the whole game. But, hey, we almost got there. What else? I wanted to see the tight ends involved more. And, wow, Davis Allen, a, a guy that has not played much in camp, didn't play last week. He's been dinged up. And he stepped up. He looked really good. The scouting report on him was that he's a human vacuum cleaner. He'll win contested balls. He'll go up and get him. And his first catch, I think it was his first catch, he did exactly that. He looks really good. Our tight end room is pretty solid. Tyler Higby, Bryson Hopkins, and Davis Allen appears to be the third guy. Hunter Long, who knows? Christian Sims getting a lot of snaps along with some other guys. But really happy with how we got the tight ends involved. And, uh, you know, a corollary to that tonight Davis Allen stepping up, Davis Allen showing that he's an NFL-level tight end for sure. Another thing I wanted to see was more creativity, and we did on a few plays, not just that vanilla handoffs, running it between the tackles and and uh, your standard passing attack. They had some creativity, especially early in the game, and that helped Stetson Bennett out a lot. You'll still see some more, but it's understandable. You got a rookie quarterback running the show. Uh, you got to keep it a little su- simple for Stetson Bennett, I think. Now, another thing I wanted to see was more playing time for Tanner Engel, and I did not see him until the fourth quarter. And maybe that was a disservice, my request, anyways, a disservice to guys like Quindell Johnson and Rashad Torrance. They both had their moments, as did some other guys in the secondary we'll talk about in a minute. And Jason Taylor, uh, the drafted safety, drafted in the seventh round, I did not notice him at all. So not sure what's up with that. And uh, I'm really confused about our secondary. I mean, after the start, John, John Johnson was out there playing the first couple series. Now, that could just be because they want him some, they want to get get him some game time in this Ram system, get him uh you know, synced up again with what uh, Raheem Morris expects of his safeties. Your guess is as good as mine. I really don't know, but I was surprised to see him at all. And, um, you know, Jordan Fuller is obviously a starter. Uh, Russ East, John Johnson, probably the number two and three safeties back there, not in that order. I think John Johnson will be the starter. 
And Quentin Lake is going to be making plays all over the field on special teams and being used in certain situations. After that, man, I don't know what the Rams are thinking with these other safeties. I thought Tanner Ingle had made a step up last week, and then he barely plays this week. So, well, that bears watching. Now, what did I like? Now, what did I like otherwise the offensive line played better for the most part, I thought. And did you hear Andrew Whitworth? He gave it away early, mentioning that, hey, no boom, he'll be at guard uh, come day one. He just needs to get healthy. And then later on, uh, I think I'll quote him pretty accurately here. He's one of the best five offensive linemen we have. There's no doubt about that. And he'll be starting at right guard. So that's an interesting development. Some of our insiders had suggested that's Tremaine Ankrum's job. And I and I got caught up in that a little bit, thinking that maybe Nopum's on the trading block. So we'll have to see how that develops. But right now it looks like Lyric Jackson, Steve Avila, I heard Brian Allen was tearing it up against the Raiders and the joint practices. So maybe he wins that center job. Then you got Joseph Nopum and Rob Havenstein. We'll have to see. I'm not counting out Coleman Shelton yet, but that's the uh, educated guess I would make right now. And how about Trey Tomlinson? We nailed this pick. Everybody uh, passing on Trey Tomlinson because of his size. And I don't know, man. I'm watching this guy and thinking he is a terrific football player. Glad he's on our team. He is a hustler, plays with a little bit of a mean streak, flying around, making plays. Trey Tomlinson is going to be an impact player for this defense one day, one day very soon. And I already mentioned Quentin Lake. I thought Cameron McCutcheon had a good night. He's a bigger cornerback, a guy that is something we kind of lack uh, on the outside there. So he's got a shot at making this team. Last week it was Jordan Jones. This week it's Cameron McCutcheon. So there's some battles going on. Zach Van Valkenburg, I already mentioned him once. He had a very good night. Ronnie Rivers, great game. And Ethan Evans. <laughs> we have a great punter. I feel very confident saying that. He had a 65-yard punt. He had a couple other boomers that... Uh, pin the Raiders back. He is a solid punter. He had one kick that maybe was a little lacking, but overall, Ethan Evans is the real deal. What concerns me? Well, Logan Bress played better, but that rolled ankle concerns me because if he is playing better and the Rams are counting on him, uh, as Whitworth suggested, he's our backup right tackle. If he goes down for any amount of time, you know, you got Warren McClendon's going to have to step up, which could be okay. Again, we got a lot of options there, but concerned about his health and his ability to play, uh, to be our number one backup at that right tackle position. And I was really concerned with just this inability of the defense to get off the field at a number of times during this game. It was second third, second and third stringers. I realize that, but still, uh, you want to see better from our guys than that. And I think Raheem Morris was, was expressing some frustration as well. Uh, he was feeling it just like we were. I think our kick coverage is a little bit lacking. Um, I do not feel comfortable at this point 
Uh, Ethan Evans is booming the kicks, and Tanner Brown is fine on his kickoffs. But I don't know. I get a, I'm a little nervous at this point uh, with our coverage units. We need to improve there. And, of course, we had a cornerback that had a really bad night. He's had two really bad games, Tamaricus Davis out of Arizona State. Um, I think he really hurt his chances of making this team. Uh, not really a concern because uh, I think he's pretty down, pretty far down the depth chart, just an observation. Some other notes, A.J. Akuri and Quindle Johnson, first time I really – first time – Curry played. He didn't play last week in Quindell Johnson. Uh, first time he's really made a play. Again, I don't know where Jason Taylor was. That secondary. That's probably the biggest takeaway for me for this game is, well, I get, what are the take, big takeaways? Let me narrow it down here. One, the secondary is a quagmire of who's going to make this team after the top three or four guys. Uh, two, Byron Young is apparently pleased the coaching staff enough with his ability to get off the edge and put pressure on the quarterback that he probably won't be playing the rest of this uh, preseason. And um, Trey Tomlinson, Trey Tomlinson really excites me. Uh, that That's a, a big development for the Rams secondary. And I think the offensive line played a little bit better. Still a little concerned about the defensive line. Um, have to go back and watch a little bit more of the game and see how Kobe Turner, Marquise Copeland, and some of these guys held up. Bobby Brown looked like he had a decent, uh, at least a handful of decent snaps, so that was good to see. And Ernest Brown. Shouldn't leave out Ernest Brown. He did make a couple plays, brought pressure early. I believe he was, uh, there was an early play where the Rams got pressure um, on Jimmy G., I'm not sure who that was. And then on the second series, it was definitely Ernest Brown that brought some heat and uh, forced an early throw. So that's all I got for now. We're going to come back with another podcast real soon, hoping to have Tom Quartz on, and we're going to rehash some of these topics. The problem we may have is a tropical storm heading our way. Never thought I'd hear myself say that. We may have some power outages impacting our ability to interview, record, and publish. So that bears watching as well. We'll do what we can and get our next pod out as quickly as possible. Out here from Rams Up. do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com visit our website at ramsup.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there music courtesy of the youtube audio library tracks featuring bar crawl by track tribe Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan and Crimson Fly by Hamahama.
What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.